I got thrown into hosting events for Merce Cunningham when I was working there in New York taught me a lot about tables and place cards and seating and the importance of that. You know, when you're seating people like Oscar de la Renta and Mikhail Burishnikov and the mayor of New York, it becomes an art form and you have to get very good at it very quickly. And I don't know, it just kind of stuck with me. And, you know, my debutante days, we went to a lot of parties. You know, it was a year filled with parties. And so in my head, I have a lot of party visions. And it's like getting dressed. I love parties because it's like I love dressing the table and making sure that people feel welcome, which I think is just the number one hostess tip ever is your ho- your guests need to feel welcome and they need to feel at home. Even if it's a fancy event, you can still make sure that your guests are well taken care of. The food is good and it's good company. That's just all you do. It's quite simple. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Now it's time for my favorite segment where we get to hear from you, our listeners, about your favorite fashion moments. Hi, this is Ronnie from Chicago, and I'd like to share one of my favorite fashion moments. And it is coming from the Mariah Carey. So this was, I think in 1997, the MTV Awards and Mariah had just separated from her husband and she was bearing skin. She was ready for the world. And I think at least I was ready for her. So she had on like a black tube top and then she had a really long black skirt with a high, high slit and everything was black, her navel was out, she had these strappy high-heeled sandals and it was so super duper sexy. And I was just, I absolutely loved it. And so that was a moment that really stood out for me in my teenage years. And it's like, okay, Mariah, bring it, we could take it. Sutton Strack is one of my favorite cast members on Bravo TV's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The Southern Belle from Augusta, Georgia trained as a professional ballerina and worked her way up in the world of development to become the successful business owner that she is today. Watching Sutton on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is definitely a treat, but there's so much resilience behind the glamor and love for couture. I hope that you enjoy learning more about her journey and our shared love for Ralph Simmons. Check it out. Welcome Sutton to a fashion moment. (laughs) So excited to have you. So, you know, just to like rewind uh, for a second, you're actually like healing from a bilateral sprain. I mean, the style never stops. You were in your wheelchair looking fabulous on Instagram. Like, how are you? I'm good. You know, I was in the wheelchair because um, I was in a hotel that was really huge. And the doctor gave me strict instructions not to put any weight on my left foot. And, you know, my room was a tenth of a mile from the lobby. So they just gave me a wheelchair and it, you know, nothing ages you better than a wheelchair, but (laughs) 
uh, yes. my friend Garcelle was in the room across the hall from me. So she got to have the, um, the grand duty of wheelchair pusher for the day. But, you know, I got the, I got the, the little scooter and then a week later they put me in a boot. So it all worked out. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Are you still in the boot? Like, are, are you, are you back to normal? Or are no, you still, I'm still in the boot. I see. Oh my goodness. Week. And, um, you know, when I went to, I went to go get, I'd had some MRIs and we knew that it was a sprain, but it got worse and worse. And so I did an x-ray to make sure that nothing was broken. And he said, you've got to stay off your foot. And I thought, this is going to be impossible. Like, how am I going to stay off my foot? So I have a feeling I might be in the boot for a little bit longer than expected because I didn't rest it for like the first three weeks. So, oh my goodness, I know. What, what, like, what is the shoe game happening right now with, with the, with your other foot? My other foot is in a Birkenstock. Yes. I love it. I have three Birkenstocks. I got four different colors. I have um, a really weird form of neuropathy in my feet that we're working on. And so the Birkenstock actually helps with that. I'm, my feet are a mess. So I have my shoe closet and I just cry because oh. I can't wear any of my shoes, but one day we will get there. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So you're from Augusta, Georgia, mm-hmm. you know, how did growing up there, you know, shape your style now? Like, was there someone in your family that inspired you? Was you know, it your community? Funny, um, yeah. Cause you do. I mean, the South were very, uh, pearl clutchers and a handbag and shoe matching kind of people. But my father was quite the fashionista himself. And which is funny. He was a cowboy from Texas, um, turned architect. So his clothes were always very neat and well-organized. And, um, you know, he had beautiful shoes, beautiful suits, and even his hunting attire, was, um, you know, just the typical kind of English hunting attire. He loved doing, doing all of that. So I, I shopped with him. I learned a lot from him. His aesthetic, um, became my own aesthetic. So, yeah. And then I think just my ballet world, um, growing up in, in Augusta, I was, uh, in ballet, ensconced in ballet and seeing all of the costumes and doing fittings and all of that just be, kind of came my reality. So, you know, between the two, there you go. <laughs> I love it. What would you say just, you know, from, from growing up in Augusta and just, you know, your, just the course of your life, what would you say are the top three style rules that everyone should live by? Well, you know, I, it's so funny. <laughs> I think about this a lot. I think first, the first rule of fashion is wear what you love and don't be dictated by what magazines tell you is in fashion if you wear what you love and if you wear what you're comfortable in, that's chic. Um, I think also having those basics in your closet, like, you know, we all say this, the black dress, it doesn't have to be little, but a black dress, I think jeans and a white t-shirt, um, keep those current, um, because white, I love that. you know, just keep your jeans current, keep a white t-shirt current and clean. And then, you know, I don't know, I think just never forget vintage pieces that you can add because with the, listen, seriously, if you've got a black dress, pair of jeans and a t-shirt, you can build on all of those three things and, and you can go from black tie to, you know, a barbecue. 
You mentioned jeans. Like, do you have a go-to right now that you're just like obsessed with? Because I'm looking for some, some jeans. It's been a while. Well, you know, it's funny because we have, um, some jeans in our store that I love. Um, I just look around jeans go from really inexpensive to expensive. I wouldn't say to spend too much on them. Some jeans are like $800. That's ridiculous. But I don't know. I think right now we're seeing a lot of the, like a wider leg jean, um, which is weird for me because I have really thin legs. So it's hard for me to wear those. Um, and kind of like that boyfriend cut is still going. Um, but they're doing so many different things. We have a pair of black jeans. It's a um, waxed denim. It's black waxed denim. And they're so comfortable and they look like leather, but they're denim. So they're, Oh my God. I love it. I I'm putting that in the show notes and yeah. I will be personally checking those out. <laughs> they're, they're really great. And these girls um, live here in LA. So it's um, which is awesome. Yes. Local business. We love that. Love that. So you mentioned ballet, you know, dancing has always been a passion of yours. So, you know, what sort of inspired you to pursue dance? Was it like, how was it introduced to you? Um, I don't know. I think I remember I took ballet lessons when I was very little and decided quit and then decided when I was 10, I wanted to do ballet. And it's just something that I loved. And it, I guess maybe I like being tortured because ballet, <laughs> ballet is so torturism. It's um, it's a crazy art form, but I loved it. I loved every second of it. And it really shaped who I am as a person. I mean, your posture must be like, like amazing. Well, it used just- to be. I feel like I'm losing it. I'm like, I need to. In, in fact, I do Pilates um, with a personal trainer who danced for New York City Ballet. So we get along very well. And she said, Sutton, we've got to get back doing ballet bar. And I'm looking at this boot on my foot like, okay, yeah, we do. <laughs> you know, so in your early days as, as a dancer, like at one point, I, I remember reading that you moved to New York City. And you, at one point, you were a living nanny? I was. I moved to New York. And, um, you know, I moved to New York without a job. And got there on a Saturday and on Monday, got a job as a receptionist. And, you know, the whole point of me moving to New York was to dance. And that job was really nine to five. So I'd go take classes at night. And a couple of months in, I was like, I need to find a place to live and I need to dance during the day. And I found a job as a live-in nanny. And so it allowed me the opportunity to dance during the day and then have this job at night. And I got fed dinner. So that was great because I I was paid $150 a week. Um, So yeah, I was, which I spent almost all of my money on dance classes. Um, Yeah, it was tough times, but honestly, it's like, you know, when you're in your early twenties, you kind of think back in those moments where you really had nothing, but it was so fun. Yes. Agreed. (laughs) There's nothing like it. You know, like what can we do for free? (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I, it's so interesting because, you know, watching on the show, like, you know, people may not know, like, that that was a part of your journey. Like, That's you know, <laughs> no, so it's, it's so true. great to hear. It's really great to hear, like, that, you know, 
like anyone, you've had those challenging times and you overcame them. And, you know, I, I'm just curious during that time in your 20s, what were some of the key lessons that really stuck out for you during that period? Well, I just think that hard work, you know, I was never shy for doing anything that allowed me to dance. You know, I worked um, as a barista in Starbucks. You know, I did anything that I could possibly do to, um, to dance. And, you know, that was, that was my focus. And I was not ashamed to be a coat check girl or whatever it was, you know, if a job came up and we made some money, I would do it. And it was just that perseverance and not really caring. And, you know, during that time, it's funny because I really didn't have any money to spend. And I remember uh, New Year's Eve, I spent like $20 on this dress. And I was like, I wish I had that dress. It was so cute. I'd put a jacket on top of it now and make, and kind of wear it away. Cause you know, I don't have the body of a 25 year old anymore, but I could still wear that dress and kind of do something to it. Cause it was cute. Of course I didn't, um, didn't do that, unfortunately. So hold on to those pieces, even, even if it's $20, (laughs) I have a piece from this, um, little, place in Paris. And I think it was about the same, like $25. I still have that dress and I love it. And, um, it, you know, it holds so many memories for me, but it wasn't expensive. Anyway, I digress into fashion because that's, you know, (laughs) it's all good. We love it. We love the stories. You know, you struggled for a while, but then you, you moved over onto the business side, the development side. So like what led you there? What led you to a career in development? What was that like? Yeah, I think that a lot of dancers do this. In fact, there's a whole organization called um, Dancers in Transition. And I realized in my later 20s that, you know, I, I decided not to be a professional dancer. I didn't want to travel and tour and all of that. And, you know, really my passion was also in choreography and, I just, you know, to be honest, I kind of chickened out. So I worked for a man named Merce Cunningham and I was his studio manager and um, which was great for me because I was in the studio all day, every day and took classes all the time. It was a good like transition for me, but I wrote a part of a grant for education and the next day they came up and said, will you please come downstairs and work in the office? And I remember I went over to Merce, who was just like a a grandfather to me. And I was crying because I was telling him that I was going to leave the studio to go downstairs and work in development. And he could have cared less. He was like, that's great. (laughs) Good. Go for it. Do it. You know, he didn't think I was leaving the organization, but I felt like I was. But um, so I just started writing grants and doing all that kind of stuff and working on the, um, the event side as well. And I learned so much um, working there. So, you know, it put me in the business side of things and, um, and I was happy. Absolutely. What was, is there anything that you do in particular to sort of connect to the dancer within or, you know, your, the choreography, do you like pop up every once in a while for some instruction just to dust things off of it? You know what? Yeah. I mean, without the boot, I love to take a little ballet bar. In fact, um, uh, last year with uh, Lisa Rinna and Erica and my instructor, we just did a bar with her. So I love doing stuff like that. But I think as far as, like my education with ballet and choreography. Um, 
I think kind of life is a dance. I know that sounds stupid, but how you costume yourself and how you, especially with events, like it's all sort of choreographed in my brain. And life is like that as well. So we're all on this journey and we kind of have to choreograph our own lives. So I'm, I'm pretty deep into that right now. I love that. I love that. Choreograph your own life. Love. So, you know, how in the world, Sutton, did you end up on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? <laughs> I, I know, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I It was something that I just, I thought about it. You know, they, they had come to me a couple of times sort of interested and I wasn't ready. And it came to me in a time where I just thought, all right, let's try this on. You know, again, it's just one of those, you know, try on the costume, see if it fits. And, you know, it really fit. I really loved last season. I enjoyed doing it so much. I loved getting to know all of the girls. Um, Besides all of the conflict, you know, I think at the end of the day, we have a camaraderie that um, is unparalleled. And, you know, it's interesting women, I think. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I'm like, at the end of the day, I know that everyone, you know, it's it's like a sisterhood, really. And it's great to see all of you guys together. And I love that Garcelle, you know, was pushing her wheelchair. That's oh, my amazing. God. You know, I, I love me some Garcelle. I love me some Garcelle. We love her, too. <laughs> we just look at each other like, what in the hell have we gotten into? <laughs> I can only imagine, you know, I'm curious, what do you love the most about being on the show? Um, I think for me, it has challenged me in a way that I didn't even know I could be challenged. Um, It pushes you to explore the depths of your personality, which sometimes we don't want to do uh, because there's parts of our personality that we don't like and you see them. And so you have to deal with that. So that's a big thing. Um, I think for me, it just made me a lot more independent of what I had normally relied on um, as far as like with friends and that kind of stability, because you really are on your own with these women and you just have to trust in yourself. So um, I've learned a lot and I've become a lot more outspoken. And um, I was just telling someone the other day, I had a conflict with somebody at a dinner a group of friends and she said something that really bothered me. And I said, you know, I, that is very offensive what you just said. And you owe me an apology. And she said, I'm sorry, you feel that way. And I said, that is not an apology. And I thought, are we filming this? Because <laughs> I, I feel like I'm on a reality show right now. <laughs> but normally that's really said, interesting. Yeah. Normally I probably wouldn't have said anything, but now I'm just like, I call people out and not in a mean way, but just like, I, I disagree with what you're saying. I'm more um, uh, forceful with my opinion, I guess. I love that. That's actually something I'm working on. You gotta do well. it. You gotta do it. <laughs> Keeping it all in. It's like, no, let me like, tell you what that person said. It was not cool. When you tell your friends something about how you really feel in the moment, you quickly learn who your real friends are because if they can't take it you know you're just you know you're just expressing your feelings and your friends need to be able to hear your feelings and work them through with you you know I love that yeah I love that well I'm working on it you do it working on it girl you just do it (laughs) you just say 
I disagree with what you just said. Just say it. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, I got to ask, like, how in the world do you plan your outfits? Like, when you're filming, like, do you have, like, a whole team? Like, you know, is this something you're thinking about weeks and weeks in advance? Like, how how does it work for well, you? Well, it's, it's, this season was different because I was a bit more prepared. I love when people respond, like, you need to get a stylist. Sutton needs a new stylist. She needs to fire her stylist. I'm like, well, I am my own stylist. So there's that. (laughs) Um, No, I think what I, what I do is I do have a rack of clothes that um, I kind of build up for the season um, and pull from there. And just so I don't repeat things or, you know, I've, just so it's kind of different from my closet. And once I wear them on the show, they go into my closet. So um, that's kind of how I do it. And then sometimes I get panicky and have to find something really quick. So you never know with this, with this crazy bunch of ladies, we're, you know, always doing something different. I mean, you guys bring it like it's never just like a you know regular schmegular no you guys (laughs) show up like it's a straight runway and I'm just like how in the world well you know you do it's fun to see what everybody wears because obviously some girls do like straight runway and they're head to toe like that and then some people are just um more understated. And I think I'm somewhere in between. Um, you know, I like dressing up and doing all of that, but I'm not, I don't ever like, I'm not a big label lady. Um, so I always try to be different and I try to stay true to myself and and what I, what I want to wear, you know? So sometimes I win it and sometimes I lose it. It just depends. (laughs) You know what? But at the end of the day, Sutton Sutton shows up. It is you. It is <laughs> That's what right. you love. You know, wear what you love. Don't don't love what you wear. You know, you really have to wear it and own it. I love it. Don't let the trends make you. No. I love that. So, you know, you're obviously we see a lot of Dolce & Gabbana mm-hmm. on the screen yeah. when you show up. It's fabulous. And you're great friends with the designers and, you know, bonded, you know, with them over your love yeah. for dance, which is really cool. That's right. That's right. Um, they're both big arts patrons and um, and love ballet, especially. So that's been very cool to get to know that part of, of their of their selves. Now, is there a runway show that like stands out the most for you? Like, is there a um, collection where you're just like, I die every time you see it? Um, well, I will say just for shows in general, and you know, I, I'm kind of a couture. I know that sounds so ridiculous, but I love the couture shows. And, you know, when you go to couture, you're there as a buyer, not anything else. You're not there just to be seen. Um, it's a very serious fashion week and the Chanel couture is always so transformative and Uh, ethereal and beautiful. Uh, And I've only been a couple of times because I don't get like the front row seats to Chanel. I don't wear a lot of Chanel. So that's why I would imagine Um, (laughs) Dior kills it every time. Uh, I'm a huge Ralph Simmons fan and I was really sad to see him go, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. The house of Dior is the house of Dior. And actually yes. I love their fall, um, the fall winter ready to wear for 2021. 
it's yes. it's the best oh. it's the best I've seen from Dior since Ralph left. And I I love Maria and I think like finally like Dior. It's so good. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to go crazy. I'm like I need to go to Paris. <laughs> Oh my God. I can't wait. Right. Can't wait to travel again. It's going to be great. We're just going to, we have to be patient and do it when it's safe. You know, that's all what we're banking on. It is. It's coming. It's coming. You know, now what I love about you is the tiaras, like (laughs) your tiara game. You just, every year you get a fabulous one from, you know, Dolce and Gabbana, but you, you, your philosophy is that you put on a tiara, it transforms your day. Like it's bad hair day wear. Tiara. It's, it's bad hair day wear. I, I'm serious. You know, I took a, I go to Augusta, my hometown a lot. Um, well, I, I did before the pandemic and I brought a tiara with me uh, for this gala. I didn't end up wearing it, but a friend of mine did. And she brought it back. We always have kind of like an after party the next morning for brunch. And she brought my tiara back and every single person put that tiara on, including one of my friend's husbands. And everybody looked amazing at it. I'm like, see, this is what tiaras, (laughs) this is their purpose. They make just everybody look like a million dollars. I love it. I need to wear one to the grocery Do store. it. I mean, you might look a right? little crazy. Why not? You'd look Why a little not? crazy in a mask and a tiara. But <laughs> I, you know. like, no. <laughs> I mean, no, I say do it. Just I mean, it could be fun. As long as it's like really chic, people might be I mean, like, oh my God, where are you Are you from? single? Because I don't know <laughs> if that could be. In the middle of a divorce. I'm oh, currently no. in the oh, middle girl, of a you're divorce. You're going to have to put on that tiara. <laughs> I say put the tiara on. D- divorce equals Why tiara. Not, right? Yes. <laughs> thank you thank you very challenging but you know you'll get I, through I'm it. like hey you know yep. I, I'm gonna work through yep. it work through it so I'll get my TR. that's right but you know you are like the go-to like queen when it comes to hosting events like everyone even people who have you know an issue with you are like you know what <laughs> gotta give it to Sutton she's like the best party event host ever of all time like where did that come from like how like what what makes you the hostess with the most I'm not quite sure uh (laughs) I'm not uh, you know I I got thrown into hosting events for Merce Cunningham when I was working there in New York taught me a lot about tables and place cards and seating and the importance of that and, you know, when you're seating people like Oscar de la Renta and Mikhail Burishnikov and, you know, the mayor of New York, it, it becomes an art form and you have to get very good at it very quickly. And I don't know, it just kind of stuck with me. And, you know, my debutante days, we went to a lot of parties. Um, you know, it was a year filled with parties. And so in my head, I have a lot of party visions and, you know, it's, it's like getting dressed. I love parties because it's like, I love dressing the table and making sure that people feel welcome. And which I think is just the number one hostess tip ever is your, ho- your guests need to feel welcome and they need to feel at home. Um, even if it's a like fancy event, you can still make sure that your guests are well taken care of. The food is good and it's good company. You know, it, that's just all you do. It's quite simple. Well, you're the best at it. Aww, Everyone's like, you. oh my God, sentence event. So that's amazing. Well, it's so that's interesting amazing. because I never thought about um, getting into this. I mean, I did events. I did work events a long time in New York. And 
I've just now added events to like the Sutton concept. So, you know, we have a beautiful space. I know. And it's just something new. And again, we're just kind of trying it on. Um, but we have a beautiful space in West Hollywood and we are open for the, you can rent out our space. We, there's a back courtyard or we can come to your house. If you want to do a little luncheon, we can create a table and make it beautiful. So we're just kind of like brushing. I, I'm dusting off the, the cobwebs and getting back into events myself. So we'll see how that goes. Um, that is extremely exciting. Love, love, love. So you guys, if you have something going on in LA, yeah. check out, Come check out our space. Concept. It's such a beautiful space and, um, people kind of, it's very enchanting. I will say, mm-hmm. especially well, now, you know, just for, just for people who don't know, like what, what is the Sutton concept and like, you know, describe your store. Like is it available online? Like what? Yeah. The, inspiration so the store is called Sutton and, um, I've been wanting to do a, a boutique for a long time and finally got the nerve up at post divorce. Um, I think post divorce, you find yourself, um, willing to do things outside of your comfort zone because you don't have a comfort zone anymore. So I was like, let's do it. So we kind of changed and I wanted it to be very, um, like coming into someone's boudoir or someone's, it's like a little cottage. Um, and it's fashion, it's art. We have rotating art throughout. We have furniture. It's all for sale. We have vintage stuff. We have jewelry, like everything that's on the floor in the store is for sale. Um, we're so excited because we just got all of these beautiful rattan pieces from an artist who's Mexican lives in Miami and we have the most beautiful rattan chandelier hanging in the store right now. I'm dying. I know. I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to buy it. Right. I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> it's beautiful. It be so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. And like, so we just put all of that stuff in the store. So we changed the store up all the time. So it doesn't look the same when you come in from, you know, season to season. Um, We paint the walls and we just have fun with it. And, um, you know, we host little events and we want people to be, it's more of an experience. It's a destination. It's not a store. You know, I hate to think of it as a store. Uh, And there's something for everybody. We have like beautiful dog biscuits, for instance, like there's just weird things. (gasps) Yeah, I know. It's the perfect gift for someone who, who has, um, fancy pooches. So, um, or, you know, not fancy pooches and they just want to spoil them. Uh, so, you know, we just, I collect English silver is in there. It's just, you know, kind of a little hodgepodge, um, of what I think of as elegance. So yeah, but people can can come in and just, you know, just somebody said, I just want to sit down and have a cup of coffee. I said, you can do that here. You know, you're welcome to just kind of sit, enjoy the art, enjoy the beauty and kind of get away. It's really small. And, um, our pieces are, you're not going to see them on other people, which I love. Um, you know, look, I, who doesn't shop at Neiman Marcus or net porte We all do, but this, you know, as for a difference, so to, for just a little, you know, eclectic spin on oh, your wardrobe. Special. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So what do you love the most about being a business owner? Um, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's challenging. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say, I think what I love the most is the challenge and um, trying to think through 
the pandemic. And when we closed, we, you know, we were open for like five months and had had like several really um, great events. So then, and then the doors were closed and not only were the doors closed, but people stopped shopping for clothes. You know, they really want to stay in. I mean, I'm guilty as, as charged, you know, we want to just stay in as comfy as we can. Um, so kind of switching out some of, um, what we've been buying, uh, just adapting. So that, that part I really enjoy, like kind of getting to know the human spirit and getting to know what people like. It's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine. I know that me personally, I I actually never stopped because I had this like, okay, what am I wearing after the pandemic <laughs> right. is over? That's right. <laughs> That's what we like. We want you to be thinking about that. I'm like, what? Like, what is the, what is version 2.0 post pandemic look like? So <laughs> true because, you know, the LA restaurants are just slowly starting to open outside and oh, yeah. you cannot show up, you know, in sweat pants and a t-shirt and you know we shouldn't that's not one of the things that's great about humanity is that ability to kind of embrace your social atmosphere and you know get dressed up it doesn't mean that you can't wear your sweats and your t-shirt at home but it's kind of nice and it makes you feel good and to appreciate beauty um you know, that's what kind of drives my life. I love flowers. I love, you know, beautiful fabrics. And I think we all do. We all want to see that. Yeah. You feel so much better when you actually just, it brings joy. <laughs> it brings joy to the human spirit to see beauty. So, you know, I say celebrate it. I love it. Well, how do you balance it all, you know, with your children, you know, you have the show, you're running a business, like, how do you do it all set? I'm not quite sure on that one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I, I tell you, I I don't know. Do you have children? Yep. I have a three and a four year old. Oh, boy. They are little. (laughs) Well, it was hard during the divorce. It was very hard because um, the first year, uh, I had them except for every other weekend. And then the second year we changed to every other week. And I thought I was, I didn't know what to do. I was crying every day. What was I going to do without these children? And then you kind of live week on week off and you're like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> it's not, you're like, wait a I'm hitting that second. corner now. Exactly. I'm hitting the corner. Yeah, you you're like, wait a minute here. So I, think, yeah. you know, I tried to, when, but now my kids are teenagers, so everything is different. Oh, they were like, oh, mom, you're savage. I love oh, that. Oh, did you hear? Yes. Like- <laughs> my son told me I was savage. I was like, oh, my God. I love that. But, you know, the week's on. I really try to focus on them. Um, but they're in school. They don't go to school. They're just here at my house every day. But, you know, they don't need me to. They don't even want me to make them lunch anymore, which saddens me. I know. They like to mess up the kitchen themselves. And but being true men just, you know, cook and don't clean. But, um, I think the weeks off that I don't have them, that's when I can really focus on a lot of things. And we try to put all of my like rigorous stuff during my weeks off when I don't have children. And that's been very helpful. So, you know, and when it's the week on, you know, mommy's working and, 
I think it has instilled a, a bit of pride in them for me because before they used to ask me, what do you do all day? And I was like, that's a really good question. What do I do all day? <laughs> Oh my goodness, kids! You gotta love. You it. gotta it's love just, them. They're constantly reflecting, oh right? Reflecting back to you. Let me tell you, I, <laughs> making you a better person. My youngest is fourteen, and he is a piece of work. He is giving me a run for my money right now. I love it. I, I mean, I have two boys, so I just can't oh, even imagine them being can't. that age. I'm just, I'm terrified. It starts around <laughs> ten, and then the smell starts to change. So enjoy oh them, goodness. enjoy them little. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, uh, this is a fashion moment and, you know, you have just a great, great sense of style and taste. You know, do you have a favorite fashion moment of all time? It could be like personal, professional, something you've witnessed, but something that really inspired you. Well, I think when I went to Raph Simmons' first Dior Couture show. You were there? I was there. And it was the most beautiful space I've ever seen. Each room was different flowers and different colors. And the show, how he was able to um, combine modern fashion while still holding on to um, Dior's classic new look was genius. And of course I bought something off. I was like, I've got to have something from this collection because I thought it was really, um, I thought it was changing in the fashion world for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the the documentary uh, Dior and I really, uh, delves into yeah. that transition and the process. And his and, process. And- I mean, just with the photographs, wow. I know. Unbelievable. He's such a genius and I just adore him. Um, I actually have a little cameo at the end of that documentary. Oh my goodness. I'm going to rewatch it because I love that documentary. I, I love it. I love it too. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to rewatch it because I watched it. I went, yes! I went to the showing um, that they did here and I haven't seen it since. So I need to rewatch that. I might watch this oh, on a rainy day so today. It's so inspirational, oh. but you do see my little face and I'm actually wearing Alexi Mabille couture. Um, that's what I wore to that show. It was a hot day in Paris. I remember. And, um, it's orange and it's beautiful. And I love Alexi as well. I mean, just, I miss going to all of those shows and I think they all inspire me, but I did buy, one of the cutoff ball gowns from um, Raph's oh. show at Dior. Cause I thought this is what it is. It's just, he's, Oh my God. Yeah. It was, it I'm was gonna good. Rewatch everything. I know <laughs> I'm inspired. I'm like, Oh my God, I have to go back and watch the whole For thing. For him to I'm cut off this collection. ball gowns was just, I couldn't get over it. Amazing. Oh, just so beautiful. And that's a two for one special because I have the, the top, which you could wear with jeans or something. This is what I told my husband at the time. I can, I can separate. And then I just have these really great black trousers that I can wear. I love it. Yeah, it's I a cheaper it. one. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sutton, you are amazing. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be with us and, and to be on the show. Thank you, We're going to continue watching your journey. Oh. And obviously... 
um, you know, going, you know, shopping at Sutton. Yeah. At, at, you're online. As yeah, well. we're, we're we're online. It's the Sutton. That. It's the SuttonConcept.com. Um, and it's a really great website. It's fun to just peruse, and it's like looking at a magazine. I think so. It really is. Aww. I love it. And I love that you're opening your space for events. So definitely check that out. Yeah. My, my LA friends. And when I'm in town, I will definitely. It, when you come, come, when you come to town, let me know. So I will definitely be there. And um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank and you, Kirsten. Congratulations on all of your projects. We'll be watching. And obviously you're always welcome to come back on the show. Uh, well, like take, you have something going take, on. Let us know. Take notes this season and tell me what I've done wrong. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Not at all. We love, we love you, Seth. No uh, worries. Y'all are sweet. We're, we're, we love the show. Thank you well, so much. Well, this was much. fun. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. All right. Thank you, Seth. See you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me for this week of A Fashion Moment. If you like what you hear, we'd love for you to join our community of listeners and spread the word about the show. We also want to hear from you. Share your favorite fashion moments and dream guests with us by sending an audio clip or email to a fashion moment podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tag us on Instagram at a fashion moment and you could be featured on next week's episode. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and let us know what you think. Until then, see you next time for another fashion moment. Podcast production by Rebecca Rashid and John Taylor Williams. Digital media production by Megan Porras. This recording carries a Creative Commons 4.0 international license. Thanks to Patrick Patrickios for their song, Hot Coffee.